Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Do you ever tell your friends you love them? Are we a little awkward when it comes to talking about love? A new book, The Truth About Love, sets out how to reframe how we look at it. And author and meditation teacher Connor Grayton is with me in studio today. Connor, you might just describe what you mean by reframing how we look at love, firstly. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on, first off. Um, I, I think what it means to me is, well, I've, I guess the last couple of years I've worked an awful lot teaching people meditation. And as you teach people meditation, you act, you get to explore the kind of the content of their mind, the the voices, the narration, the kind of the messages that they're sending themselves. And almost all the time you begin to see that the one thing that's missing is this element of self-love. The voices in most of our minds are, are quite negative and quite, quite pushy. We all kind of live with this inner bully. And so... Uh, what I would like to do and what I'm trying to do with this book is just sort of remind people of the power of love. The power of love is a way of relating better to yourself, of connecting to your own needs, and then also of just improving your friendships and your families and everything around you. What's self-love? All right, so self-love. As opposed to, you know, she loves herself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So self-love is any effort that you make towards your own growth. So that can be something as simple as saying yes to a dream that you've buried for a long time or something more complicated, like saying no to somebody who puts you down. Quite often we have an awful lot of relationships, which are ones where we play small, where we're people pleasers, where we kind of we accommodate bad behavior because we've been doing it for so long. So self-love is kind of recognizing, hold on. The most loving thing to do here for myself is maybe just step back from this person. Start saying no to this person. Phase them out. Yeah, and even just, you know what I mean? Like, and it doesn't even have to be interpersonal. It can be deeply personal. When you're tired, take rest. When you're when you're thirsty, have a drink of water. Like I, I sometimes work with clients and it's not just clients, I'm working with myself on this, where we are so um, busy prioritizing jobs that need to get done that we don't even think that we might be dehydrated. Do you know what I mean? We don't even stop to sort of take care of ourselves. So I think this idea of self-love is really just recognizing um, that your relationship with yourself and how you treat yourself is the most important relationship. I think when we think about love, typically, Connor, it's, it's probably more so in the relationship context. But totally. What you're actually talking about, though, more so in the book, uh, The Truth About Love, it's in the context of friendships and family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's the context of just... So we, we quite often imagine that love is a feeling, right? We, we think like... And so you go into a relationship where you meet somebody and you're like... <gasps> I got this feeling and it's kind of akin to really good chocolate. You know, it's not it's not so different. You know, you get this great feeling in your body, you know, oh, my heart's opening and so on and so forth. And then that feeling generally wanes after a certain period of time. And and so what this is, is this is just kind of like the hormonal love. The real love is when you make that decision, okay, I'm going to show up for myself. I'm going to actually make a really big effort for this person. I'm going to try and enable their growth. Well, I think what you notice an awful lot in friendships and relationships is our actions aren't so loving. Our actions are more controlling. It's like, I don't want you to ever leave me. I don't want you to stop doing that. But if we can come to this place of really trying to grow in self-love, 
imagine how incredible our relationships and our friendships and our families could be if we went into them with, with no expectations. So how do you change that attitude? Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> Read the book. I don't know. You, do a lot of, you do a lot of work, but I think there's, there's a wisdom to it too, Andrea. You know, there's a real wisdom to it. This idea that like if I am going around the world looking for love, and some of the book is kind of about me going around the world looking for love. If I'm always going around kind of with this sense of like emptiness, this sense of longing, I'm never going to satisfy that. So the wisdom is that the... The love that you are looking for is the love that's inside of you. And you will never find a relationship anywhere in the world that is as important as the relationship that you can have with yourself. So this works by just sort of understanding that, well, hold on, if I can truly love myself, then it places so much less pressure on any of my relationships. So when do you when do you reach the point, you know, that that you've found that self-love? I, well, I, I don't think it's suddenly like a switch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's 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 an, it's an, it's work. It's every day. Like love is work. Um, self love is also work. Like self love is kind of me going. Do you know what I mean? Like um, perhaps thinking, oh, I have too much on today, so I'm going to say no to somebody later okay. this afternoon. I'm, I'm going to deal with the kind of the guilt and the obligation and the weird stuff that appears in me because I've let someone down. But it's also recognising I'm banjaxed. I can't do that. But I just can't ever, well, not that I can't ever, but I struggle to see certainly people that I know in my life who'll say, do you know what, Andrea, I'm not going to meet you today. Or certainly I wouldn't say I'm not meeting them today. I'm having a sort of a self-love afternoon for myself where I'm going to, you know, I just, do you think we, do we need to be that open about it or? Well, of course we don't have to say self-love. I mean, maybe like in 50, 100 years we will, do you know what I mean? But right now. (laughs) Step too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our own familiarity with the subject. Maybe it's just something as simple as been like, I'm really tired. And I mean, if you think about it too, Andrea, do you know what I mean? If you had a friend and you knew that that friend didn't want to see you, for example, they didn't want to meet you for a coffee. They were just so exhausted. They were just so emotionally overwhelmed. Yeah. They didn't want to see you for a coffee, but they dragged themselves to meet you for a coffee because they were so afraid of the fallout. If you knew that backstory, I think you would kind of be shocked and you'd probably want them to like, oh, just stay Don't bother. at home. Please stay at home. Please be honest with me. So there's a certain amount of... Uh, the self-love is also being entirely honest. And okay. then imagine how, how great our friendships would be if we could reach that level of honesty with our friends. Are we reluctant to tell our friends, um, like whatever about the relationships, but do we tell our friends that we love them enough? I don't think I do. No, no, we, we don't. <laughs> we don't. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I probably haven't told yeah. my closest is, friends that. Is, do you know what I mean, Andrea? This is like, uh, this This is just exemplary of like how fragile we are. Like we, we're, we're very insecure. Humans are very insecure. Our communities are very insecure. And we're always like, there's this fear of like, whoa, will that be too much? Will that be too much? But the reality is like, you have friends who you love. And you have friends who you... If they weren't there, you'd be devastated. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It is a love. And quite often we love, quite often we love our friends much more than we love our partners. You know, because we we get to this heart level with our friends and sometimes we don't always get there with our partners. Right. Yet, strangely enough, we don't. We never tell them. We don't tell them. Is that a uniquely Irish thing? No, it's, do you know what I mean? It's, I don't think, I, I don't know if it's across the board this way, mm. but I think it's a uniquely human thing in that we're kind of, we're afraid of, so, so telling your friend that you love you 
that you love them requires immense vulnerability because there is a small chance that they'll kind of look at you and What's go What's wrong with you? Why don't you stop that? <laughs> you know, stop You're, that. What happened to you? Uh, yeah. So this is the kind of this is the risk taking element of yeah. love. Do you know real love requires a certain risk. It, it requires that kind of going Oh shit I might get hurt here. <laughs> I might get wounded. They may not return this. Um, Are we good with our family as we kind of get older do you think? With parents As they and approach death. I think we, get we do better at it then. Yeah, because we're right. like, this might be my last shot. I know, yeah. At a deep connection with a family member. Now, I, um, I think it's amazing, and this is sort of where, like, I have a bit of a background in Buddhism. Do you know what I mean? And Buddhism is all about learning to die before your death, and it's all about kind of the awareness that we will die. So, wouldn't it be great to get these words out already? And and what might they do for these connections that we have? Meditation has is, is forms a you know a large part I suppose of the book or certainly the journey to the book and um, the truth about love. How did you discover that? Um, or your road to it, if you want. Yeah, to. enough enough misery and messiness in my life that eventually <laughs> it brought a cynic like me to something as kind of hippy dippy as meditation. Right, to be like I'm very much. I always consider like myself when it comes to spirituality. I'm, I'm the last guy on the dance floor. Um, it was very much like don't like softness, don't like hard stuff. What That's probably always, the category I'm in, if I'm honest. Yeah, Connor, do you know what I mean? Know? Like, and, like I think you're here with a kindred spirit, even right. though I'm talking all the fluff. Do you know what I mean? But there's a certain it, it was just, I had enough misery. Misery will bring you to like some of, I, I feel like misery, depression and anxiety are like entry level spirituality. Okay. Because it's these things which will unsettle you enough that you'll try something outside of your comfort zone. And for me, like getting into meditation, which was something mm. that I thought was so wishy-washy. I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of my head. I'm intelligent. You know what I mean? I can think my way out of my problems. Um, which clearly wasn't true. And then meditation was just a relief for me that I'd never imagined that I would have. You recommend it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> entirely. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. The, the book is a sort of a coming together of, I suppose, lots of, um, lots of different aspects. And, mm. you know, I know your own journey that you talk about as well, but maybe just um, advice for all of us, I suppose, Connor, in terms of, Improving our relationships, whether that be people's um, their their relationships, friendships, family relationships. Like, what what do you say to people? Yeah, well, I th- I think there's a, um, I think one thing that's really important is to be very honest with yourself, right? As as humans, okay. Now, and this is where I, f- I fall into the land of physics a little bit. Like, all we are is energy, so we are we are moving energy. We are waves and vibrations, right? So that energy can go in two directions: it can expand or it can contract. So if just at a very simple interpersonal level, you realize, am I contracting here or am I expanding here? Now, when you're really loving, you feel that you're getting bigger. You feel that you're growing. When you're kind of denying yourself, when you're hearing that little voice saying, oh, don't do it. But you're, OK, I'll do it. Mm, you you kind of force yourself, don't you? You know, you feel yourself getting smaller and smaller. And you actually sometimes see this physically in people, you know. So I think a big thing to be aware of is when am I expanding and when am I contracting? And then also just spending like deep time with yourself and coming back to this question, like, what are my needs right now? What are my needs? And then recognizing, well, can I satisfy some of those needs myself? Because so often we go into relationships with these empty pockets Mm. going like, you need to fill me up. And then six months later, we're looking at the person on the sofa going, how come you don't fill me up anymore? 
Like, how come I feel empty again? It's your fault. So if you can recognize, you know, this idea that you are the one you've been waiting for, your relationship with you, like you're your true love. And I know that can when you're sort of when you're stuck on the outside of that, that can sound like a kind of a fairy tale scenario. But the truth is, if you could even just begin very, very simply to just ask yourself, what are my needs? What do I need right now? Mm. And as you go through your day, just even have that as a, like a kind of a little an alarm, a reminder on your phone. Yeah. What do you need? It's right OK now? to say no. Yeah, because simple as that. If you're hungry, eat. If you're tired, sleep. If you've spoken too much. Ask for quiet time. And that's the beginning of self-love. Connor Creighton, author of The Truth About Love. Connor, thanks a million for joining us here on Lunchtime Live today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.